On November 3, 2021, Northwestern Medicine surgeons successfully performed the health system's first combined heart and double lung transplant. Welcome to Better Edge, a Northwestern Medicine podcast for physicians. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me for this exciting, groundbreaking collaborative case presentation of the first heart and double lung transplant is Dr. Ankit Bharat. He's the Chief of Thoracic Surgery in the Department of Surgery at Northwestern Medicine, and Dr. Ducktin Pham. He's the Associate Professor of Cardiac Surgery in the Department of Surgery at Northwestern Medicine. Doctors, thank you so much for joining us today. And Dr. Barat, I'd like to start with you. Can you please give us a little bit of the history of heart and double lung transplants? How rare is this procedure? Well, thank you for having us. So double lung and heart transplant is a pretty big deal, obviously. It's a pretty complicated operation. It's only done in a handful of centers across the world just because of the complexity of the patients, the complexity of the surgery, and the care that's involved. So teams that have all the resources and the multidisciplinary specialists that can care for these kind of complex patients, only those teams are able to do that in the country. Dr. Pham, will you tell us the patient's story and how this came to be? Uh, For sure. And thank you also for having both of us here. Brittany's story is, is quite interesting in that she's a little bit atypical from most heart-lung transplant patients in that she has a long medical history from reaching back from when she was a child. She was born with a congenital heart defect that required three or four prior operations to get her to this point. These were all palliative-type procedures that were to treat her symptoms, but eventually her heart and her lungs gave out and it led to this point in her life. And I'd like to give you each a chance to talk about how the patient presented that made her qualify for a heart and double lung transplant. So, Dr. Pham, why don't you start with the cardiovascular-related symptoms? So, as I mentioned previously, you know, she was born with a congenital heart defect. As a child, she had three prior heart operations to palliate her, to keep her heart functioning so that she could have a decent quality of life. But eventually, these procedures only last for so long. And so, as the patient grows, the heart itself eventually develops congestive heart failure. The difficult part of about this is she also had some problems with the drainage from her lungs, which led to some of the lung issues that she had as well. And so the hard part in her care was deciding whether or not a isolated heart transplant would be sufficient for her or whether or not she also needed a lung transplant. And that's where the multidisciplinary approach with cardiac surgery, thoracic surgery, cardiology, and pulmonary medicine played a key part into deciphering what would be the best options for her. Dr. Barat, can you speak to the pulmonary-related symptoms Dr. Pham just touched on, but can you please expand on that? And I'd like you to also tell us what made this case especially complicated. Any special considerations that you had to make to make this procedure successful? Yeah, I agree with Dr. Pham with the complexity that Brittany was experiencing because she's had a number of heart surgeries in the past. And as a result of that, you know, she was bound to have a lot of technical challenges during the surgery. But even before that, because her heart was failing and she had developed a lot of blockages in the drainage between the lungs and the heart, the lungs started to fail. So the entire body then started to see the effects because if lungs cannot put the oxygen in the blood and then the heart cannot then pump the oxygenated blood to the rest of the body, 
the rest of the body starts to fail. So she was getting worse by the day. She needed multiple hospitalizations and she ended up being hospitalized for an extended duration of time. And really time was ticking. So we were in many ways desperate to find the right organ for her. Now in surgeries like this, what makes it particularly challenging is to find the right set of organs. What I mean by that is her blood group has to match. There has to be some compatibility in what we call the HLA antigens and the antibodies that are present in the body. But more importantly, we have to match the size of the organ. So Brittany, her chest cavities were somewhat small, so we needed to find the right donors. Now, it's further complicated because heart and lungs can only experience so much of time outside the human body. So when we take these lungs out of the donor, we only have less than four hours to put them inside the recipient. So in her case, we had to closely coordinate that. So that includes you know, taking the lungs out of the donor, packaging them at the local hospital, transporting back to Northwestern, taking her highly scarred hearts and lungs out, and then put this new lungs and the heart in as one block. It all has to be done within that time frame because beyond that, the heart and the lungs can fail. So there were a lot of technical nuances, and we had to very closely coordinate all of that with, with Dr. Pham's team, with the thoracic team, with the anesthesia, with the nursing team, with our perfusionists and all that. But thankfully, it all worked out in Brittany's favor. Absolutely fascinating. And Dr. Pham, for other providers, in what ways did the cardiovascular and pulmonary teams collaborate to develop this care plan and reach this positive outcome? Expand a little bit for us on that multidisciplinary approach and the importance of that collaboration. Yes, absolutely. So the key parts of this, and because this was going to be our first heart-lung transplant, the first thing to do was get the, all the teams together who done heart transplants separately, lung transplants separately, and sit down together and create a process where we could, as a team, A, evaluate these patients who we think need both heart and lung transplantation. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, these are fairly rare evaluations and deciphering which patients can do well with a heart transplant alone or a lung transplant alone is hard enough, but then to figure out whether or not they need a heart and lung in a combination is important. And I can't emphasize enough the reason why that, that is, and it's because organ donation is a precious commodity here in the United States where there are so few organs available for patients on a transplant list that's a hundred times, a thousand times longer than the actual number of available organs that we want to make sure that if we're going to give somebody a heart and lung, they actually absolutely need it. Otherwise, you know, separately, those organs could have gone to three separate patients, right? One heart and two lung transplant recipients could have received those organs as opposed to one patient. And so we needed to make sure that any patient we moved forward for a heart-lung transplant in our program truly needed a multi-organ transplantation. Once we've figured out that process, we needed to get the surgical team together so we can coordinate the procurement side of the team as well as the recipient side of the team. And then on the post-operative end, coordinate the actual care in the intensive care unit in combination with our critical care anesthesia team who played a vital role in Brittany's post-operative care. And then make sure that our teams communicate well with each other and that the care plan is carried forward as a team. So there was a coordination preoperatively post-operatively as well as post-operatively that needed to be worked out before proceeding with a program like this. Well, I'm sure there were so many challenges. And Dr. Barat, what was the biggest challenge you faced with the double lung transplant? Well, the technical nuance here is that we take the heart and the lung. So heart and lungs are all connected within the body. 
So, you know, during this procedure, we take the entire, what we call the block of the heart and the lungs. They're all connected. So we perform not the attachments between the individual lungs, but we take both the lungs out and connect the entire airway to the native airway and take the old lungs out. So the technical challenges, particularly surrounded very carefully dissecting out all the scar tissue, making sure we don't damage the variety of nerves, you know, the nerves that supply the vocal cords, the nerves that supply the diaphragm, her esophagus, which is right behind her airways and the lungs. So we just had to pay a very close attention while paying also sort of attention to the time frame that the heart and lungs have been out of the donor lungs and successfully put them back so we can restore the blood supply and get them working again. Yeah, I agree with Dr. Barad on that one. And But I want to also add that the other part of the technical difficulty for her was that, as I mentioned before, she had four prior heart surgeries. So not only would there be four times as much scar tissue that would have formed around her heart and her lungs, but because she had previous reconstruction of her connections from her heart to her lungs and other parts of her heart, her anatomy was not a straightforward, typical anatomy that we would see. And so we had to be able to get in there safely, time it right with our procurement team, not injure anything that's, you know, that could be permanently damaging, and then uh, set it up so that way the actual attachment of the new heart-lung block could be done safely. On top of that, because she's had so many prior surgeries and the drainage system to her lungs had been altered over all these years, she developed a lot of collaterals flow that needed to be identified, ligated to prevent any major bleeding after the new heart-lung system was put in. Dr. Pham, tell us a little bit how COVID-19 affected this. Did it pose any major challenges to performing the procedure, and how did you overcome those? Yeah, COVID-19 threw the, the entire transplant field for a, a big curveball. Number one, as it affected the entire world and it kind of shut down the entire world, initially it did also shut down the transplant programs around this country, around the world. Northwestern was fairly forward-thinking in, in our approach to COVID-19 early on, and we worked out a system along with some guidelines from the, the national organizations of how to approach this. And so even early on in the epidemic, we were able to continue to transplant patients despite the epidemic ongoing and had pretty good success throughout the whole time. So they didn't, it slowed us down a little bit. It didn't shut us out entirely. And then we've had several stories out there where heart transplant recipients were able to get their heart despite the epidemic. But it did sort of make us pause and think very carefully of which recipients were best for our patients, how to carefully test potential donors to ensure that there wouldn't be any transmissions of COVID-19 to our recipients. And in particular, because COVID-19 was a pulmonary infection primarily, and we wanted to make sure that we weren't going to transmit infected lungs to our recipients. So it was something that we had to think carefully for Brittany in particular. The other sad part of it is that during that time frame, while Brittany was waiting in the hospital for her transplant, her mother actually contracted COVID-19 and unfortunately passed away. Brittany was waiting for her, her heart and lung. Kudos to her for her courageousness and in dealing with all that. I think that our team did that as best we could to support her during that time frame as well. But she, she was a superly courageous young girl who insisted on staying on the transplant team, knowing that her mother would want her to continue her journey and keep on fighting. And so she waited it out. And, you know, a few weeks after her mother passed away, she did receive her heart and lung. And it's a terrible story, but also a triumphant story in the end. 
triumphant and courageous is right, Dr. Pham. Dr. Barat, I'd like you to speak to us a little bit about recovery as it's related to the double lung transplant. What is it looking like for Brittany and how's she doing now? So clearly she was critically ill before the surgery. So the path to recovery is going to be long and a little bit drawn. But she's a very, as Dr. Pham pointed out, very courageous, lovely woman. And she's really determined to get better. The circumstances surrounding her mom has only strengthened her resolve. So she was quite weak and she was quite deconditioned just because of the issues surrounding heart and lung failure. But she's made a remarkable recovery. She's had some minor setbacks that we are working through with her, but she's progressing really well, actually much better than we expected. Dr. Pham, what about related to the heart transplant? Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing as far as her outcomes and recovery. Yeah, so as Dr. Barat mentioned, that you know she had actually a remarkable recovery and was discharged from the hospital sooner and earlier than we would have expected following her surgery. She has had some readmissions for some separate issues and, and all that, but is continuing to fight along and, and is doing remarkably well. The heart function itself actually has been doing great. She's got a good heart; it's pumping well. The lungs are recovering nicely as well, and the future is is still bright for Brittany, and that's just the way she is. I'd like to ask you each one final thought question for other providers listening to this amazing collaboration between pulmonology and cardiovascular. Dr. Barat, what would you like to tell other providers about what makes Northwestern Medicine uniquely qualified to perform this complex situation? Tell us about how this case inspired you. Well, I this may sound a little bit self-serving because I work at Northwestern Medicine, but I truly feel privileged and honored that colleagues such as Dr. Pham and our cardiologists and our other cardiac surgeons that allow us to continue to push the boundaries and take some of the most complex patients such as Brittany. And it's just not possible at many, many, you know, other places without the presence of such expert colleagues and without the close collaboration. So we are very lucky to have that at Northwestern that allows us to get really good outcomes, even in really sick patients that cannot be cared for at, you know, other places. Dr. Pham, last word to you. How did this case inspire you? Tell us what you would like other providers to take away from this amazing collaborative case presentation of the first heart and double lung transplant at Northwestern Medicine. I would wholeheartedly agree with what Dr. Barat just said about being quite a privilege to work in an institution where there's so many world experts in their fields taking care of our patients. But I think the most important message that I'd like to convey to this is that this would have been possible if it wasn't the fact that all of these individual programs, individual physicians put our patients first in regards to what was most important for their care and then work together to put these programs together to make it successful. Doctors, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your incredible expertise on this collaborative case presentation of the first heart and double lung transplant at Northwestern Medicine. To refer your patient or for more information, please visit our website at nm.org to get connected with one of our providers. And that concludes this episode of Better Edge, a Northwestern Medicine podcast for physicians. For updates on the latest medical advancements, breakthroughs, and research, please follow us on your social channels. I'm Melanie Cole.